This episode is brought to you by Envision Podcasting. Find out how Randy and Envision can put more than 20 years of radio and podcasting experience to work for your next podcast. Email randy at randystruvo.com for more. That's R-A-N-D-Y-S-T-R-E-U-V-O.com. On to the show. I'm David Kelso, and you're listening to APC Presents, where I showcase independent podcasters from Northeast Wisconsin. For our final week of Dave's Faves, we're turning back the clock a few holidays to Halloween again. We're tuning into the Not Normal podcast with Randy Strew and Aaron Armstrong, both guests that we've had before. The deep voice duo examine paranormal myths and legends locally and beyond. Their first episode is an Appleton legend where a gravestone at Riverside Cemetery is rumored to ooze blood. Is that true? We'll just have to listen. I'm pleased to present Kate Blood and the birth of an urban legend from Not Normal. On this episode of Not Normal. And on the night in question, she would also become a murderess. I'm, I'm the reactionary personality. I'm the, uh, the John Madden. Now, when they buried her, they dug her grave away from the land of the main cemetery, where it sits to this day. But then we're going to actually be able to monetize all those stoner goths that are sitting there outside of uh, Kate Blood's grave. Yeah, I, I feel like maybe the burning people alive and, and hangings and, and uh, covering people with rocks maybe had the opposite effect of uh, what the Puritans had intended. <laughs> Dude, that would have, wouldn't that be a twist? Hello? Lisa, I'm not afraid of ghosts. I'm so scared. Paranormal, is that what they're calling your kind these days? Well, I mean, let's face it. You're not exactly normal, are you? I myself am strange and unusual. Exactly, a normal world is. Here, here. Envision Podcasting, in association with the Venture Project, presents Not Normal. It's showtime. Welcome to Not Normal, your podcast home for the weird, the uncanny, and the supernatural. We're your hosts, Randy Strew. And I'm AJ Armstrong. And, uh, you know, this being our inaugural episode, I thought it might be appropriate to begin with something that's in our own backyard. It's part paranormal encounter, part urban legend. Oh. Yeah. Today's case, uh, I think, is the perfect way to kind of give people the, the overview of what we're about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to need that, too, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I, I have no idea what we're going to talk about today. I don't know what the... I'm just here. I don't know what the hell's going Bro, on. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm the reactionary personality. I'm the, uh, the John Madden. <laughs> yeah, I got the touchdown over here. Huh? Brett Favre and the quarterback. I think, I think ball, my man. impersonation of John Badden was closer to Bean than... I don't, oh, perhaps I was wondering why he'd shoot a man before <laughs> throwing him off of a plane. You know, that's a, that's a good point. Maybe John Madden is Bane. Dude, that would have, wouldn't that be a twist? There, wasn't there a whole scene at the football, at a football game? Oh my gosh, you're right. Wow. Dude, this is all coming together. Oh man. What did we just discover what today? What did we do? Oh, good lord. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into it. The year is 1874. Ooh. Just four years before the last recorded witch trial in Salem, Massachusetts. And trouble is brewing in the home of George Miller, his three children, and his wife, Kate Blood. 
Despite her domestic life, Kate is known throughout the small but growing community of Appleton, Wisconsin, as a witch. Hmm. And on the night in question, she would also become a murderess. Nobody knows why it happened. Perhaps her husband had tired of her wicked ways and things suddenly and violently came to a head. Perhaps she simply feared the trial and hanging she knew must come. Either way, what we do know is on this night, Kate Blood grabbed an axe, and with it she brutally murdered her husband and three children before ending her own life. Now when they buried her, they dug her grave away from the land of the main cemetery where it sits to this day, in the Riverside Cemetery where locals say a ghostly lady in white can be seen roaming the burial plots and where they say her tombstone drips blood. Can I can I tell you a quick story about Salem, Massachusetts? Sure. I was just there like four weeks ago. That place was freaking weird. There's just a bunch of randos practicing witchcraft out in like public. And I and I thought, you know, if it wasn't for the the lobster rolls or the lobster rolls as they call it. Right. It, it definitely probably would have not even made my top five hundred places to visit. <laughs> and I'm and I'm and I'm telling you, man, I'm I was think I was expecting so much more. And but you know, the witchcraft in public thing was a little bit off for me. Right, right. Yeah. You know, you just have people sitting there kind of like doing like weird satanic rituals and dancing in the middle of a street, just a random street. Yeah, I, I feel like maybe the burning people alive and, and hangings and, and uh, covering people with rocks maybe had the opposite effect of uh, what the Puritans had intended. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, this is a, I mean, you just know it, you know, you remember those kids from high school, I don't know if you were one of them, you know, they dress in all black and they'd have these gigantic, you know, gothic pants and then they paint their skin white or maybe they just were that white. I'm not quite sure. Right, right. All of them, that's Salem, Massachusetts. <laughs> just right. just a whole city of them. And that that was my experience there. So, Pretty wild. So just, just goths in Salem, Massachusetts. Just goths just dancing by themselves, worshiping Satan. Why not, right? Why not? You know, yeah. I didn't know how that all tied together but that uh, you said salem massachusetts i'm like that that's my experience that was three weeks ago and i'm probably not going to go back for a while you know sure i think i saw it all sounds about right yeah 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 Yeah, there there, there are a lot of great places in massachusetts and also salem yeah Yeah, salem's down there now after my after my encounter with the goths (laughs) no offense to the goths out there in the paranormal community but you know that's kind of weird. Let's just be real here. You know, there's what's the point of this? You know, wearing parachute, freaking black pants, and you know, gold chains, and then then the contacts that make your eyes completely white. So, what do you think about the Cape Blood story? Is this like this Riverside right here? Yeah, Riverside in Appleton, uh, Wisconsin. Good yeah. lord, that's pretty wild. Yeah, you know what the craziest thing is? It's bullshit. No, whole no, story. No, 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 Randy, Randy, listen. There's no false ghost stories out there. Okay. Yeah. No, they're. Uh, Complete bullshit. At least the story of Kate Blood as has been passed down in local legend. Now, there is a Kate Blood. She was married to uh, George Miller. She died in 1874. She is buried away from the other graves at Riverside Cemetery, but significantly, she is buried in Riverside Cemetery. The other hauntings, which we'll get to later, uh, maybe. That's where the truth of the urban legend, however, ends. Now, what's interesting about this case is that it's so persistent of a legend, despite being blatantly untrue, which I'm going to get to in a minute. In fact, like most people, I've been exposed to hundreds of urban legends. We all have. Yes. Uh, Whether they're about hauntings, whether they're about your frickin' mail, whether they're about tanning salons, there's hundreds of urban legends out there. This one, the legend of Cape Blood, is by far the most readily and easily debunked 
urban myth that I've ever encountered. So here's the real story. Are you ready for it? Yeah. I don't know if I'm believing your debunkness, though, Randy. You're going to have to sell me on this. Kate Blood, or Kitty as she was known around town, was born in 1851. Her father, Henry, was one of the founding members of the Appleton community. He helped lay out the plots for both the village and the college that would be its mainstay, and was the first chairman of the neighboring town of Grandshoot. Kitty would marry George Miller, who was the editor of the Appleton Post, and together they would have a daughter. Not three children, as stated in the legend, they had one daughter. Kitty Miller was actually much loved by her community, known not as a witch, but as a generous friend and a loving wife and mother. She was 23 years old when she was stricken with tuberculosis, and she moved away for a time to be with her family in warmer climates. She would actually die in 1874 in Lawrence, Kansas. Notices of Kitty's death hit every nearby newspaper with the Post's competitor, the Appleton Crescent, offering their condolences. Her family sent the body back to her beloved community by train. They placed her in a plot in the New Riverside Cemetery that offered a beautiful view of the Fox River. The legacy of this town, darling, unfortunately, has been buried by history and replaced with the modern horror story that we know and you, love. You, let, me just, let me just get this straight, Randy. Let me just get this straight. This lady just died of tuberculosis, which is like what everybody freaking died of. You know, back, back in the, the 1800s, yeah. Yeah, everybody had tuberculosis. And then somehow, through just a massive game of telephone, it turned into, yeah, she freaking murdered her children and killed herself. There, the, there, there is an alternate to the myth, which is that her husband killed her. Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, think about that. Tuberculosis is probably the greatest scapegoat of all time, you know, up until like the 20s or whenever they got that vaccine. I mean, you could have just murdered whoever, suffocated them with your pillow or some crap, and then tuberculosis, and everyone would yeah, be like, I'm, yeah, you're right. I'm not sure you could use tuberculosis to alibi out of an axe murder, though. No, you're right. <laughs> That's what I don't understand. <laughs> that might be. Is how did this, like, you know, it's just, oh, yeah, she died of tuberculosis. Well, she was coughing a lot, and then there was blood, and then there was just an axe in her lung, and all of a sudden, we get this urban myth story. I mean, that is one hell of a game of telephone. It, it really is. And I, I tried to trace where the urban legend actually came from, how local legend kind of got it so wrong. You know, this supposed haunting at Riverside Cemetery with the tombstone bleeding with the white lady haunting the uh, haunting the cemetery. The myth has persisted for at least 25 years, probably longer, but nobody seems to know when or how it began. This was just some high school kids that went over there to smoke weed. And then they were in the cemetery, and they saw this lady's tombstone. And yeah, they're like, hey, dude, hey. Like Kate Blood. Ooh, hey, man, listen, I got, I know this Kate Blood. I know what happened. She was probably, you know, going to kill her kids with an axe and then hang herself. And then you're just sitting there like, all her friends are like, dude, that's right. And then they came back and they're like, hey, was that real or nah? No, they didn't even bother asking because they're kids. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. This is a bunch of middle schoolers that were just pumped. They said, like, some really? Meat. Whoa, man. Yeah. And they're probably goths. And they were just sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, uh, and I'm curious, Randy, you know, as we, as we discuss more of these stories on the show, how we just get stories that wrong. And people think there's no such thing as fake news, Randy. I mean, come on, look at this. This is this is 150 years of, of, of lore that just compiled. That, that just that you could go to the library at any time and just figure this out. Here's what's fun: you can literally look at the actual tombstone, the bleeding tombstone that people go to, fueled by this legend. You could just look at the tombstone, and it literally debunks the myth by itself. Because here's Kate Blood died in uh, what what year did I say she died? 1874. Her husband died 40 years later. 
His name is on the tombstone on the same face as hers is, right underneath hers, died 40 years later. So clearly, not killed with an axe by Kate Blood. Not only that, but he got remarried. His wife's name is on the other side of the tombstone. His second wife's name is on the other side of the tombstone. That'd be freaking hilarious. <laughs> like, how does that work? You know? <laughs> so, so you literally look at the tombstone and you're like, she must have murdered her husband. What? How? <laughs> I'm I'm really curious, Randy. How how do you get this story? Where did this or like where did the legend come from? Then the theory that I believe, the one that I tend to believe, is that the story was at least fueled by both the placement of Kate's grave, which is in fact away from the main body of the cemetery. It's in the cemetery, but it's it's away from the, from from what you would consider the main part of the cemetery. Yep, and of course her name, Kate Blood. Uh, I believe that this is these are the two factors that sort of and it's spelled the just like normal blood. There's not like an e at like some British crap where you got yeah, an, no, an no, e at blood, the end of it or anything blood like that. or blood. Yeah, no, it's some blood. French translation into America. How did that originate? You know, was it like you know my uh, my family's surname goes back generations to where we just murdered the crap out of people <laughs> and that's how we got this name of blood. Hell, it was probably Anglo doctors. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I mean, my last name comes from the uh, c- comes from the German word for straw. Imagine how many like, so, stories know. we could get with just that, just names, just just Kate Blood, and where the heck that name came from. Let's find that guy. Maybe that's where this all started from. It's that's some kind of like weird, you know, paranormal, like transcendental, timeless being that just keeps possessing individuals in his bloodline. No pun intended. Or maybe 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 it is pun intended. Maybe that's the whole point. Maybe that is the point. Mm. We could we just came up with a freaking mind effing freaking Kubrick film right now. That's that's right. <laughs> now what's interesting is um, so the myth, like I said, bullshit, one hundred percent not true. But what about the hauntings? That's yeah. So that was, that's the first question. That's that, the first I, question that came up to me is my 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 question is what's the most recent haunting? Because that would be more telling i think you know i don't know i do know i we're gonna i'm gonna find it here uh there is a video of somebody uh going to the cape blood tombstone um and 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 watching it bleed Hmm. Um, was it raining out was it like the gardener just forgot to get some mud off of the the side of the grave or something i i do have a theory about this and i've looked it up i have i have actually undertaken a bit of a study of bleeding tombstones, of which there are several. The first thing to note is most bleeding tombstone stories, the tombstone in question is bleeding because, according to legend, uh, there was some wrong done, and the tombstone is bleeding so that, uh, until the, the, the actual killer is caught or to let people know, hey, there, there was an injustice here. In Kate's case, uh, Kitty's case, obviously, there was no injustice done i mean she died of tuberculosis like probably unless there was some like version of a wuhan lab back then with some guy drafting up tuberculosis so, i yeah. actually invented tuberculosis yeah that son of a bitch imagine how many freaking people dropped because of that guy that's i right. mean basically everyone that died in the 1800s is this guy's fault you bastard yeah uh, yeah maybe that's why that's, uh, every that, that could that could solve every bleeding gravestone case right. in the entire world every, every single tb patient because there's one tombstone is bleeding guy. because of this guy <laughs> Oh, good lord! Freaking Kyle! Yeah, this, this freaking Kyle guy over in Wuhan, you know, just messing with his tuberculosis crap back then. He was just he was just centuries ahead of us in virology. That's right. <laughs> uh, there's a guy who knew what he was doing. Good lord! Oh man, freaking Kyle! Uh, that that tends to be the origin of, of bleeding tombstones. Uh, white ladies who haunt cemeteries. There's actually a number of those as well. 
We're talking about like white Caucasian ladies, or are we talking about like ghosts that look white as ladies shit? dressed in white? I got you. Okay, like a nightgown uh, kind of look. Yeah, that's it's just sort of in in in, in paranormal lore, in in ghost hunting lore, the women are usually identified, and I don't know why, uh, but female ghosts are usually identified by the color of their dress. Mm. So, for example, there's a Borley Rectory has the famous brown lady. Because her dress is brown. Uh, there are ghosts known as the gray lady because their dresses are gray. Uh, cemetery hauntings are very often done by white ladies or ladies dressed in white. It's really hard to say why, but uh, there are a few famous cases of white ladies, ladies in white haunting cemeteries. Is there different symbolism based on the color of the dress? Or is it just a way of describing the ghost? It tends to be a way of describing the ghost, but... White ladies, according to Wikipedia, at least, which we all know that that is the fountain of all truth. Yes. Um, this is without question. Yes. Suggests that. And we're going to change the Wikipedia page on this lady yeah. because we got it right. That's right. Well, I'm pretty sure it's finally <laughs> been changed. It used to be when I first got here and I, and, I, and, I heard about the, and I heard about K-Blood and I did the basic Google searching and found the r- truth. Because Google is also the f- source of all truth. We well, local do. newspapers that actually, uh, where the reporters have actually talked to historians and, and actually looked at Oh, the really? And, yeah. Like reporting. Yeah, like did wow. reporting uh, back in the day. <laughs> um, well, and, and you know, because it makes such a good Halloween story, you know, they, it was one of those Halloween features where, you know, they said, okay, well, there's this legend, but let's talk about the reality right. kind of thing. So they actually looked into the records and talked to historians and things like that. But- when I was uh, when I when I was looking into this, um, I lost my train of thought. Something about this Cape Blood. <laughs> I'm positive we were talking about Cape Blood. Maybe we shouldn't do these in the morning. Yeah, maybe uh, we should do these after two cups of coffee. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, um, well, so I, we were talking about you know the, this different dress, like the different dresses meaning right, different right, 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 and then it got into you know kind of the the history of Kate Blood and her being this white ghost, right? Yeah, which uh, okay, so yeah, so, so the Wikipedia page suggests that ladies in white are usually looking for somebody, um, a lost child, a lost love, uh, that sort of thing. I didn't really look up any brown ladies or gray ladies because the story's about a white lady. Damn it! Yeah, so and, and there seems like that's. Every movie, they're always in white dresses. Well, it, and they're usually like little girls or something that are wearing a little nightgown. It's white. Well, and even La, La Llorona, uh, La Llorona, which uh, we can we can discuss on a later episode, is supposedly a woman who was jilted by the father of her children, and in rage and depression, she drowned her children, and now her spirit is said to haunt, dressed in white, looking for her lost children. She she haunts South America. Yeah, she, she just screams. She, her and, ghost just has some serious, you know, buyer's remorse on that decision. Yeah, screams and cries <laughs> and, um, yeah. So so, but again, all lady in white. So it's even cross cultural. That's interesting. As you can see, we can all unify behind the, the 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 color of the ghost dress. Yeah, which what's weird though is that like one of the most famous is uh, Marie Laveau. I, I think I'm getting that name right. Who haunts one one of the largest cemeteries in New Orleans. And she was actually a voodoo priestess, mm. the the big voodoo priestess at the time, and her ghost is said to haunt that cemetery dressed in white. So, what I'm curious about is her husband died 40 years later, right? So she's she's got to be sleeping around or something, you know? Like what she what is she looking for out there? If her husband's is right there, yeah, her husband's there, her kids are there, her kids what, are there. 
Well, and, and you know that brings up an interesting point too, because I think people people assume that the ghost, you know, if if people have seen a white a lady in white, which I haven't really heard of any actual encounters, I just hear of people who know people who've heard encounters. So the lady in white of Riverside might be an urban legend itself. But if it's not, if people are actually witnessing something out there and 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 calling it a lady in white, who's to say it's even Kitty Miller? Yeah. How do you identify this as Kitty Miller? Yeah, I mean, there are how many thousands, how many hundreds or thousands of people are buried in Riverside Cemetery? Uh, it couldn't be one of them. Yeah, they're just like, it's <laughs> got to be. Listen, I know That's what right. she looks like. That's right. From 1874, she's got to be this one. <laughs> it's, it's clearly. Nobody else from 1874 died in that cemetery. That's for sure. That's, that's right. And, Nobody... I, and I know fashion. And I know the fashion trends of 1874, especially the ones wearing white. Right, right. And that is how you can identify. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I, I see people I know quite regularly and have no idea what their name is. Right. All the time. Right. So how are you going to do this now going back a century and a half? Long, yeah, long dead. Yeah. Uh, you must be Kate Blood. Why? Yeah, this is this is obviously Kate Blood. How do you know this? Well, I mean, maybe she'd stand on the gravestone every time or something. Is she, is she in like in a specific like, location? Like pointing at it. Hey, this is this is me. Like, give me credit, dude. I'm trying to haunt you guys. That's right. Yeah. Is she? But how do how, does do does she seen in different places or is she seen in the same place all the time? Uh, from, from from what I understand, she she roams the cemetery, so it's not in the same place every time. Just like a just like a male lion, you know, just marking their territory or something. Yeah, just. Uh, yeah, so it's it's it, you know, and I I kind of have this theory like if it is Kitty Miller, you know, I mean if if she really was like this this person who just loved her community, and and uh, took care of the people in her community, maybe she's haunting the cemetery now, as her way of keeping an eye on the community that she loved. Yeah, right. Back then, that was probably all of Appleton was that cemetery. Right. You know, there's like probably a farmers market and the the guy that freaking makes the the blacksmith. The college. There was a college. Which, there was a college. That's right. Lawrence was established yeah. back then, right? Yep. Yeah. So they would just, you know, make blacksmith and farm corn, and then they'd go to college. And then bury them. And then they'd bury him in the cemetery. And that was life, really, back in 1874. Right. Oh, there were two newspapers. Two newspapers. Wow. Yeah. The Post and the Crescent. Wow. That's one newspaper today. Yes. Look at that, man. They must have been, like, huge rivals. You think it was back like CNN and Fox back then, where one would just post something polar opposite of the other, right? And then right. just people would get all pissed off and fake news. Hurst. Kate, Kate Blood really did kill the freaking man. That's right. And then the other, and then there was like, no, she died of tuberculosis. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, her husband was the uh, was was the editor of the Post, so he got the hey. he got the Crescent going. Now we're onto a now we're onto an interesting theory That's here, right. Randy. You Perhaps got, the, you got the Crescent going. Oh no, Kate Blood murdered her husband and. The editor of the Crescents or the editor of the Post is like, "Hello, <laughs> George Miller, right here." That's right. What a great strategy! He's like, "We got to take down the Post. How can we do this? We're going to craft a narrative that we're going to end, end up saying that her husband is dead, is dead, <laughs> and then we're going to take the newspaper over." I'm not sure how this is business strategy, but we're going to do it. Damn it! I don't, I don't and know that's how this where is the legend was born. Right. <laughs> I don't know how this is going to play out, but we're going <laughs> to we're going to figure it out. Uh, yeah. They're just playing checkers, not chess, you know? <laughs> that's, that's right. It's like, I don't know where this is going to go, but we're going to just try it out. Yeah, we talk about people who play 4D chess. These guys are playing 1D checkers. We got we got that <laughs> new intern. They really got some ideas. <laughs> <laughs> They're suit and tie and giant top hat, you know, and cane or whatever they used to dress like back then. That's right. And then all white dresses. What was Kate 
blood's profession. I mean, I, I like, really what did she have any hobbies? I mean, I understand there. She might not have had a full time job, but if yeah. she was like a gardener, perhaps she was like just gardening around the friggin' cemetery. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I, I think that, uh, she, I mean, she was, again, she was young, a young woman. She was married to the editor of a paper. They had a small child and it was the 1800s. My hunch is that she stayed at home with the kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. But she, she wasn't like really into like knitting or, or, or reading a fiction back. I guess they didn't, they weren't allowed to read back then probably either some shit. <laughs> <laughs> so as, as recent as seven months ago, there's a video posted titled, We Went to a Serial Killer's Grave, Kate Blood. And the image in the video is literally uh, Kate Blood's tombstone. Serial killer is a bit of a stretch. Ser- it is. It with, is a, without it, a question. It is a bit of a stretch. you could just impulsively just, ah, I'm pissed at my husband and kid and just kill him. That's not really serial killer. Serial killers are those weirdos like Ted Bundy and, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer, like that one guy, did you see that one guy? I saw this article. He, he collected 30, he was a mortician out of like Texas somewhere and collected 3,100 penises off of the dead bodies and kept them. Oh yeah. And he looked, you should, if you, if this is going to video somewhere, you got to put this guy's picture up because he looks like someone that would collect 3,100 penises. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what a guy who collects 3,100 penises would look like, but if you could just picture him, I don't even need guy. to describe him. Yeah. You know, uh, definitely a goth. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like Ted Bundy, that, that famous, uh, that famous goth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ted Bundy was so gothic, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, what was great about Ted Bundy as a serial killer, and this is the, and this is that sort of uh, serial killer thing is like the guy was such a nebbish uh, in, in in life, you know. And that's and that's that's the real thing about serial killers, like guys who look scary. You don't necessarily got to be worried about them going on a rampage. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. It's just like like Christian Bale from American Psycho, real polished little Wall Street chap, right? Just collecting people's heads in his fridge, you know, like his business cards. That's right. Got his business cards in the cupboard and heads in the uh, heads in the fridge. Um, That's pretty much you know every guy on Wall Street, I think. Pretty much, just metaphorically, <laughs> or is it? <laughs> They're really onto something. American Psycho is way ahead of its time. Well, that's right. Yeah, they, they 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 shot for social commentary, and instead they revealed the dark, dark secret of Wall Street. Oh yeah, they're like those 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 peons out there in Middle America will never catch our references. They're just going to think this is some crazy, entertaining mind twist film. You think the Wolf of Wall Street was metaphorical? No, that son of a bitch was eating people. That's right. Everybody knows that <laughs> he was a cannibal. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Fast Class. Look at you. My little graduate. Oh, I'm so proud. They just grow up so fast. I'm not actually crying, but I am actually very proud of you. You've launched your own podcast, and I am so thankful to have been a part of that. So now you're moving in to the post-podcast fast class grad era of your podcast. No, that doesn't mean you're alone. The Appleton Podcast is still there to be a community for you to answer questions and anything else you need. But, you know, you've got the reins. You are guiding the horse that is your podcast down this rough road that is the adventure of podcasting. And it's going to be rough sometimes. But, you know, keep at it. Because maybe you find your voice. And that's what we're here for. We hope you find your voice. We know you can. It's going to take some experimentation, some hard work, long hours of editing but eventually you'll figure it out and when you do we'll be there to celebrate with you so congratulations
So yeah, here's here's the video of the uh, Cape Blood grave. A few moments later, it's such a weird video because it it it's really just people reacting to nothing happening. And it wasn't really, I would say, Randy, as official statement, right? Not normal. That this was a bruised gravestone. This was not a bleeding gravestone. Right. It looked bruised. It looked like somebody had just bumped into their freaking knee, you know, playing a game of roller derby. And then they just were like, ah, this has got to be a bleeding. I'm like, it's, if anything, internal bleeding tombstone. <laughs> internal bleeding. Because it looks bruised. It doesn't look like it's bleeding. I was picturing like As something. If it has tuberculosis. Oh, yes. <gasps> bruised lung tombstone maybe that's really yes yeah, that's that, it that's how she's haunting us i didn't kill anyone damn it i just want people to know i had tuberculosis maybe uh, that's the thing like maybe that's the if, if there is a haunting and if it is kitty miller maybe that's the reason she's just pointing at her tombstone going look at this you idiots and look 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 how my husband is, is buried after me like by 40 years 40 years look, please that's that's all that's all that's all it is she's just she's just trying to correct this false narrative put up by the crescent <laughs> Damn it, Crescent! Yeah, she's just she's she's trying to do real journalism. That's right. That's her. That's, right. that's all she's trying to do. Trying trying to trying to she's debunk just a the truth, fake news. She's just a truth seeker. That's right. She's like, folks, you don't understand. I don't know why they made up this fake crap about me. I had nothing to do with it. I was just barking up freaking blood for like three years and then just tipped over oh. somewhere in Florida. Kitty Miller needs a Twitter account. She. That's the only way to officially correct the record. That's if if Donald Trump has taught us anything. It's that you get shit done by posting weird crap on that's Twitter. Right. <laughs> and that, maybe that's it. Maybe she's like, hey, I got to recirculate in a time that's a little bit more friendly towards real official communication strategies. So she, so she chose 2021. That was a uh, that was a bit of a misstep there, Kat. She's like, I can post anything and there will be a community of people that will believe this crap. That's right. In 2021, I can. All I got to do is I could. I could say there's a hollow earth or something, and we'll find a nice little niche of people that are totally into this. Yeah, maybe that was it. Because if she was, because if she was hoping to uh, to to come back at a time that uh, really valued the truth, I would say she overshot. That's right, uh, or undershot. I don't. I don't know. She's like, I'm really at a disadvantage. Imagine 50 years from now, Kate. Imagine that 50 years from now, she could just say anything, and but yeah, it's probably true. Because then there'll be a, you know, there's going to be absolutely no truth by then. We just right. keep getting further and further away from facts. And, you know, that's, I guess, that's right. what her strategy was. She'd be like, Kate Blood, a.k.a. Kitty Miller, was actually not only beloved by her community, but was considered by most to be a great beauty. <laughs> <laughs> that's the other thing. Maybe they just saw a very attractive, you know, white walking ghost and just assume this, is, this has got to be Kate Blood. Or, or maybe it wasn't even Kitty a ghost, Miller, however many freaking nicknames this lady's got. Maybe it was just you know one of the one of the neighbors just wandering around in her nightgown, and everybody's like, "It's a ghost." Yeah, maybe like the apartment across the street just has a really bad sleepwalker, right? And they just stumble out because it's Wisconsin, and there's no like bellman there or something to make sure that you know you're staying in your rooms. Maybe is there like a nursing home nearby? Maybe it's like some dementia patient just all clueless. Uh you know that's a, that's a good question. I don't think so. There's a residential area. Uh, yeah, uh, the sleepwalking theory must be way more likely then. Yeah, yeah, sleepwalker or somebody who just wants to go check out a cemetery. Uh, Which is probably some stoner goths just sitting in there, like, taking mushrooms, thinking they're seeing freaking Kitty Miller walking around. Well, and what's interesting is if you go to the cemetery, uh, which I've been there a number of times, you could actually go back into the woods that's still it's technically owned by the cemetery. And they still have a bunch of, uh, uh, they used to have stations 
like Stations of the Cross set up sure. in uh, stone shrines. And some of stone shrines are actually still standing. They're completely unused and overgrown, and there's trees all over the place. But you can actually go through, and some of those stone shrines are still standing in the woods behind the, the, the official cemetery. That's pretty weird. It's beautiful out there. Now, you used to be able to get there from the back way, but they sealed that up, the bastards. And uh, I've decided to, <laughs> I've decided to claim that it's... Uh, the Post Crescent was responsible for that, wasn't it? It's, you know, just centuries of trying to cover up their... Their lost art of journalism. Right. We're going to stick to this damn story. We can't lose credibility. Can you imagine them coming out with a corrective statement now? So, uh, by the way, folks, you know, we're now coming on the record officially to say that we fabricated this whole myth and ruined this lady's legacy for essentially eternity. That's right. For no reason. For no reason at all other than we just didn't like that damn husband she had running the post over there. That's right. <laughs> that son of a bitch. That, uh, that guy just keeps making more money and he's competing with us, damn it. That's right. Uh, now, lest anybody think we're serious, I, I do want to mention again that the Crescent did run condolences uh, on their, in their paper. I, got a, I do for... have a new theory, though, Randy. All right. What if her husband was faking his own death to cash out on an insurance policy? And he just disappeared. Do we have any evidence on this guy? Well, again, I mean, he 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 didn't die till like forty years later. Was he like still editor over at the post? Yeah. Uh, you know, again, remarried, kept his name, obviously. Yeah. So, so, so that theory is just immediately just thrown out the window. Which which, <laughs> like the Kate Blood story, means that it could get some traction. We could get some traction <laughs> fifty years from now in a world of even more social media. That's right. This will this will get some traction and get picked up, and then and then and then Miller uh, uh, faked his own death and uh, went on the lamb and. Uh, you know, because obviously evidence doesn't matter. Absolutely not. Uh, in fact, and, and this is a name that's going to come up a lot in, uh, in in the Not Normal podcast. Jan Brunvind, Jan Harold Brunvind. Okay, he is a uh, he's a folklorist who specializes in urban mythology, and uh, what he calls the first rule or the the cardinal rule of the urban legend is that the truth never gets in the way of a good story. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah. I want to know how you get to name yourself a folklorist do you have to do like a phd in folklore and eventually you become a folklorist you know i'm not Writing sure I, dissertation I thought about on, that um yeah. i don't know if there's actually like a folk like a doctorate in folklore or if if like there's like a, a bunch of different classes Could you imagine how that freaking thesis would go this is folklore i can literally make up anything i want for this dissertation yeah there has to be absolute that maybe that's the whole thing just grounded in evidence there has to be no evidence for that then well, right, you know. Now, well, we're, I mean, the, the, now the, we're starting to make my the head whole spin. idea of a folklorist is that they 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 trace where legends came from and and how they matric- matriculate and uh, yeah, all of that. So like like Brunvind, like his his big thing is he likes to collect urban legends and then try and trace their origins and find out where they came from and uh, or at least figure out you know kind of where the seeds are and where it spreads and how it's spreading and, and the different variations on them and things like that. How disappointing would that job be? Like you hear a really cool story and you're like, ah, oh, at some point I'm going to find out this just didn't happen. Yeah. I think the poor guy, like literally like every time he hears a new story, he's just like, yep, it's bullshit. Yeah. It's gotta be, even have to, it's gotta be like, he's gotta have a personality of one of those true crime detective, you know, in a movie, just like, hey, yeah, there's just no way I believe anything that you're saying. Really skeptical investigative type guy. I bet he's fun at parties. Like, like, like he's yeah, that, right. like, like he's that guy. Everybody's like, oh man, did you hear about this cool thing that Pepsi's doing? And he's like, yeah, it's crap. <laughs> Imagine how good this guy would be at, you know, like, you know, picking up girls just, oh yeah, you know about Bigfoot. Yeah. I studied Bigfoot for some time. 
And uh, it turns out it's not what everybody thinks it's cracked up to be. And it's, wow, you study Bigfoot? Yeah, like, no, yeah it's nothing, a remarkable beast. Remarkable. <laughs> nothing, nothing gets them hot like Bigfoot. <laughs> and then uh, all his friends over there in the corner, he's, ah, he's going for the Bigfoot story again. Yeah, yeah. that's. Uh, can Can you imagine if that was actually like some secret kind of thing, like? Like, like, you know, because, you know, guys, we're guys. We don't we don't understand women. No. We luck into them. That's what happens. That's right. That's I lucked into my wife. That's exactly. That's, you know. I was like, I'm never going to find a girl this hot ever again. Right. So I'm just going to I'm just going to do this. And then and then I got married. Yeah. Like, I like to tell people, like, I, I married uh, I married the head cheerleader. Not of my school, of a different school. But <laughs> <laughs> but I, I married the head cheerleader. And that's I lucked into that crap. Yeah. Uh, so. So, yeah, maybe maybe that's like the secret, like like girls secretly want to hear about folklore. That's <laughs> that's that's probably true. That's got to be it, guys. I need you to try this out. In fact, I think there's actually one thing that that just completely dominates folklore, though, when it comes to picking up women. Okay, drunk calling at three in the morning and leaving voicemails is the fastest way to pick up a girl. Oh yeah, w- w- women love the booty call, man. Women just love when a guy strikes out at a bar and then he comes home and just goes through his phone and starts calling them. I mean, guaranteed success right there. Right. Guaranteed. Absolutely. To any of you young singles out there listening, if you try that, it's just 100% slam dunk. Yeah. And you know, they love it when you call them females. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The XX chromosome. Yeah. We're just going to, we're just going to start spreading fertilizer here. Just see what sticks. That's right. Spread fertilizer and see what sticks. No pun intended. So how do you, so, so we've got the, the, the myth of Cape blood. We've got reports of hauntings uh which again there are reports of hauntings all over the place but we're we're focused on on riverside do you think that that uh, uh riverside might be haunted it, maybe by kate maybe by somebody else entirely i think without just from what we've talked about today there's no way you can tie this back to kate right. because there's just i think there's just no real way you can positively identify her as kate now what i think is possibly plausible and this is why i think it'd be good even if we need to do a follow-up on this at some point is figure out what more about these haunting stories because who's the last person that's seen her are these just these goth stoners that just want to see a ghost so badly that they just have this confirmation bias and or they've heard the story too many times or is this just some you know random you know child in a stroller with their mom and dad going for a walk through the cemetery on a beautiful fall afternoon and all of a sudden oh my goodness i don't believe in any of this but now i do is it like that? And I think that would help me a lot better figure out, is there really something going on here? Because it sounds like the the paranormal community is just trying really hard to make this work instead of, yeah. is this just something that's interrupting randos and making converts out of them? Now, that was uh, that, 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 that actually reminded me of the thing that I was going to talk about earlier, but I completely forgot about. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, so when I was first researching this and I found all this information, like, a couple of years ago, I decided because I've I've worked with I've worked with paranormal groups. I've worked inside the paranormal community. Um, I've I've done field research and all that good stuff. And I decided like the way that I'm going to judge whether or not a local paranormal group is worth a crap is how they present the Cape Blood story or if they present the Cape Blood story. Mm. Because the information exists. It's out there. It's easy to find. So if you're a paranormal investigator and you're still out there investigating the haunting of the witch Kate Blood, you're automatically full of crap. It sounds like there's virtually no evidence as well, too, to point to her as a witch. No, no none. none. Zero, zero evidence. So, I mean, it's just like clearly somebody fact, just it's, added it's, it's that in. It's very much the opposite. Right. You know, beloved, but not shunned by her community at all. Her community loved her. Right. Uh, and in fact, uh, the, 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 the 
theory, which seems to bear itself out, is that actually the reason that she was placed in the plot that she was placed in, which is, yes, away from everybody else, was because it was such a beautiful location. At the time, it was a, it was a bluff overlooking the river. And it was just such a nice spot that that's where the community wanted to lay her down, lay her to rest. You know, so, so she was very much the opposite of, of the shunned witch of, of Appleton. Yeah. Maybe it was just, oh, yeah, that, that thing that happened in Salem. You guys remember that? Let's just make a story up about this lady with the last name of Blood, or we'll just call her Blood. Uh, her, her father's name was Blood, and it does say Kate Blood on the tombstone. Married into Miller. She married into Miller. Yeah. Maybe that's just where it came from. Maybe we're just like, hey, some guy's just walking by the tombstone. There's, says Kate Blood. Says Kate Blood, and there's like this bruised-looking tombstone over here. There's got to, she got to be a witch. <laughs> and then his buddy's like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's just go with that. Let's just, we'll just go with it. Let's just go with that. And then they're like, yeah, there was a woman named Kate Blood. I bet she was a witch. And then before you know it, this person's telling this person, oh, there was a witch named Kate Blood. And then somebody else telling, oh, there was a witch named Kate Blood who murdered her children with an axe. Yeah. And then the Crescent picked up the story and it was just the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Crescent. We uh, are friendly with the post Crescent, but you know, it's all good. Yeah. We're, we're teasing post Crescent people. Yeah. Please don't get angry and write a hit piece on me. That's right. Don't. <laughs> We have businesses to run here. Let's not uh, yeah, yeah. just <laughs> let's let's alienate the local paper right off on right the first off the podcast. Bat. <laughs> <laughs> That's an excellent idea. Yeah. Good good strategy, Armstrong. Great way to get downloads. Uh, <laughs> there's no, there's no such thing as bad publicity, Randy. That's right. That's right. Five months later, the hit piece comes out. Yeah. These guys talking just have no respect for the dead. Can you believe it? They're just mocking the deaths of some poor young maiden when she had tuberculosis, even though she wasn't a maiden. She was technically a maid. But nonsense. Yeah. So, yeah, again, we're being very nice to the Kitty Miller, uh, to, to the actual Kitty Miller. It's the it's the legend makers that we're mocking. Yeah. Yeah, that's so. a great point. We are actually trying to correct history right here. That's right. And get things right. That's right. And hopefully make peace. Yes. And then hopefully not get haunted to shit to try to get the story corrected, like what she's obviously trying to do out there. Maybe maybe this podcast will be the thing that finally lets her soul rest. <laughs> <laughs> this is what she's been waiting she's for. She's been waiting for. Oh, thank God. Somebody finally made a podcast about me. I'm done. All right. I knew I had to wait till 2021. That's right. I mean, sure, the newspaper published a whole not very nice story, and it's all over the web now, but... Man, there's finally a podcast. That's really interesting. You know, what what do you think, as far as like uh, as being a paranormal investigator, what kind of properties do you think you retain, my like as a as a spirit versus as a ghost or as a body? That's that's something I thought about a lot. You know, at what like okay, so you, you obviously keep generally what you look like, right? And you, right. you keep some of your personality, I imagine, and then some of it gets all messed up because you're freaking pissed off and dead. Right, right. But then. You and it's got it's got it's got to play a little bit of hell on your psyche, like yeah. waking up dead, and then like walking around and people are like walking through you, and right. And people yeah. are always like, when they're dead, they seem like they're really pissed off. They're dead and stuff. But it's like, well, I don't know. You retained most of your attributes as far as your personality. Clearly, you have some memories, and and you look about right. Just you're wearing a white dress instead, and uh, that's that seems like. So why are you that pissed off? Like if anything, you should be kind of happy. You've got now immortality in a way. Right. Right. Uh, well, and, and, and nobody, you know, I mean, there's nothing saying that necessarily the ghost that haunts uh, Riverside, if if she exists and whoever it might be, is angry. She might be sad, like most ladies in white, as I mentioned, are sad. 
I don't know why. Well, I, I do know why Kitty would be sad if it's Kitty. Uh, Maybe she's just upset because she won't be able to see her husband and child anymore. Yeah, son of a bitch got remarried. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Maybe that's what it is. Can you imagine? I know if that ha- I told Marissa in my living will, you cannot get remarried. She's like, why not? I'm like, because that pissed me off. I mean, how do you like, you know, you talk about all this stuff at your wedding day, like, oh, my one love and all this stuff. And then you get remarried. Maybe that's what it is. She's like, hey, listen, hey, until death do us part is a pretty solid out clause, man. That's right. Maybe, maybe Kate Blood is just sitting there saying, I knew it was going to be that Jessica down the street. I knew that. I knew you had an eye on her from the very beginning. That's right. Damn it. I'm going to start haunting your ass the rest of my life. You chose that hussy. <laughs> She can't even make brownies the way I can. That's right. She she can give you nothing. I did everything for you. She's just really jealous. Just just super jealous. Just maybe, and that explains the white dress. That's right. Just a really jealous ghost. That's one kind of ghost you do not want to mess with. Is a jealous the, ghost. The white the white dress is actually a bridal gown. She's like the she's like the the, the paranormal version of your crazy ex girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Shows up at your wedding dressed in a wedding dress. You, hey. s- you said I was the only one. All those midnight whispers were for nothing. Nothing. Uh, and, uh, you belong to me. That, yeah, that would explain the motive, almost certainly. Uh, that would. That would uh, definitely. Yeah, if it is. Yeah, I, I don't know. I. It's just, it's such a, I love this story because it's just so weird. Yeah. Uh, you know, like most urban legends, I mean, they're, they're, they're strange themselves, and we'll probably explore a bunch of them on this show. But this one is just so weird because the evidence is like sitting right there and in the face of just clear evidence that contradicts the the urban legend, the urban legend persists and you still get ghost hunters and uh, uh, tourists out to this cemetery at night, which, by the way, the cemetery has recently changed things a little bit so that uh, it technically closes at dusk. Hmm. You're technically... So if we do, if we do decide to do a, we can't uh, incriminate ourselves. Yeah. So if we do decide to do an investigation out there, we'll probably have to ask permission, uh, yeah, to go out there and do it uh, because it is trespassing after dusk. Just to let our listeners know, yes. if you have an interest in going out there, don't go trespassing. That's bad. That's bad. Yeah. We do not condone illegal activities, even though we talk about being murdered with an axe. We don't say that's a good thing. Yeah, we're, cer- we're certainly not condoning axe murder. That's right. If anything, we're trying to deter it. To just be more like Kate Blood. And just, Except for that you know. son of a bitch, Kyle, who started tuberculosis. <laughs> that bastard <laughs> over in Wuhan. <laughs> oh, good Lord, Randy. No, that's uh, it, it's really an interesting story. And I think, you know, we're going to have to really figure out where some of these stories come from and how they get, you know, they evolve so interestingly. Because what we're really trying to get at is, is what is what is the truth here? Where are the sites coming from, and what is the motive of, of these people? Why are they are why are they returning, or are we just having this giant confirmation bias where we just assume, we just really need it to happen because people are like where they're just running out of content and they say, hey, right. I heard of this place, Appleton, Wisconsin. There's got to be this lady who's got a bleeding grave, and then really it's just some dirt kicked up from the lawnmower that's stuck on the freaking wall of it. Yeah, <laughs> some some homeless guy just wandered through and just brushed against it or something yeah just the homeless people just carry dirt with them every <laughs> oh man good lord, good lord. Now, now we're now we're going off the rails that's well we've been off the rails for a while it's true so yeah that's the uh that's the story of Cade blood the real story of Cade blood uh and the fake story of Cade blood the fake news we still don't know we still don't if know if people are actually seeing kate 
or if people are actually seeing anything. And I think right. that's where the mystery lies. I think so. And I, I think, uh, I think, you know, eventually I would like to pick this up again and, uh, and explore, you know, is there, is there in fact a ghost at, uh, at Riverside, uh, cemetery, but to me, because of the the reasons we've talked about, because we don't even know if it's Cape Blood, to me, it, it's a. That's why we didn't really explore it too deeply on this episode, is because it really is a different story. It's a separate thing. Right. You have the legend of of the witch Cape Blood, which isn't true, and then you have the haunting, the the bleeding tombstone. I think you know we've seen the we've seen the video evidence. I I happen to know that that. If there is iron, there there are certain irons that that will be present in rocks, and certain other minerals that will be present in rocks. Uh, that once they oxidize, and by the way, I mean rocks are porous, yeah. So they get moist fairly easily. Whatever minerals are in there will oxidize fairly easily, right? Uh, so the, the the tombstone is bullshit. The witch story is nonsense. So all that's really left is the 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 white lady of Riverside Cemetery, which I think is a is almost a separate issue. Yeah, I think w- there can't be that many ghosts at Riverside C- Cemetery either. You know what I mean? So right. maybe you can. It could almost be a relatively quick investigation. I think so because from from everything that I've seen, it's literally just the one. I've yeah. not heard of any others in, in Riverside so, Cemetery. So maybe they just see any ghosts, and it's just assuming Kate Blood, right? Which is. Uh, also incorrect, unless she's just standing on top of the gravestone with a like a Las Vegas light up sign. Look, give me some attention here, folks. <laughs> like, damn it, like like Beetlejuice with the big Vegas sign pointing. Yeah, that's exactly what I was picturing. <laughs> pointing down at him. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're absolutely right. And and that's, I'm just gonna put my official stance is that the, the grave was definitely bruised. It's not bleeding or right. not bleeding. That's that's gonna be my stance on it. Yeah, I, I think. <laughs> Wow, that's what a what a wussy kind of stance that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go right down the middle here. I'm if, gonna. If give, it's bleeding, it's internal. If it's bleeding, I'm right. If it's not bleeding, I'm also right. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, my my official stance is that uh, there 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 is no bleeding tombstone. Yeah, uh, it is the markings on there. Look, rock, marble. Uh, these things get discolored. These things, uh, like I said, rust. But when you were uh, describing the bleeding tombstone, I was really picturing like dripping, like dripping blood, blood yeah. from the top of it. You know, well, that was yeah, that was the, the what I kept picturing. Uh, the video was hugely disappointing for a number of reasons, yeah, right? But yeah, like the biggest reason it looks was like the, the tombstone just you know played a game of high school football. And like there's no weeping; it's not weeping blood or, or anything like that. Right. It's just sort of there's just a mark there. And there wasn't there should be like another thing like you know you should if you say Kate Blood's name three times on a full moon at midnight. It will bleed. Yeah. Now, and how the, the hell did that not get into the legend? Yeah, I well, mean, since we're just making stuff up, let's which, add some stuff in there, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, how did that not 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 get into the legend? And then what we're gonna do, Randy, is right. we're gonna sell tickets outside of the cemetery and do ghost tours to Cape Blood Cemetery. And you know, you can do the narration, history stuff, and and I'll just uh, you know collect the paycheck, right? And right. then we'll do that. Work the mechanism that makes it bleed. That's right. Uh, oh, look at that! You look know, at that. it's those, bleeding. Look at those little Hollywood like ble- bleeding things when they get shot. It's bleeding blood. blood. Yeah, real blood this time. Get some more ketchup packets. We're running low. That's right. Oh yeah, you're gonna get that one psychopath that dips his fries in it, and then the game's over. That's right. But then we're gonna actually be able to monetize all those stoner goths that are sitting there outside of Kate Blood's grave. We're gonna get a piece of that. I think we're onto something here, hey, Randy. If Hot Topic can do it, we are at the Venture Project, where business ideas come to life, <laughs> and, and this this seems like a giant market opportunity. 
That's right. Ghost tours with Randy and AJ. <laughs> That's right. We're we're the we're the hot topic of ghost tours. That's right. We'll sell tickets right outside a hot topic at the mall and Spencer's gifts. Sell branded JNCOs. That's right. <laughs> we'll have we'll hand out little coasters with their faces on them and stuff. It'll be a great time. I like it. Let's do it. Uh, all right. Well, that's uh, I think that I think that uh, with with that we kind of wrap up the Kate Blood story, the kitty, the, the 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 true story of Kitty Miller, and uh, maybe she can rest in peace now because we're here now because it's 2021 and, and, and we now corrected the record and this is going to go viral clearly, clearly, obviously, uh, y'all are going to tell your friends every time somebody says. Hey, did you hear about the bleeding tombstone? You get to be that guy at the party that spoils all the fun. Well, actually. Well, actually. Uh, yeah. I listened to this fantastic podcast with Brandy and AJ. That was actually like like my, my whole thing when I when, when we started talking about doing this podcast. I'm like, that's that's awesome. Like, my entire podcast career now is going to be just me being that guy. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the, the folklorist. Like, well, actually. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's great. And then I'm going to be the guy that fabricates additional story for profit. Yeah, one of us is going to be invited. Which is clearly the trend these days. One of us is going to be invited to all the parties. Clearly, it's going to be me. Yeah. Uh, Randy, I am the cynic in the group, and I am the one that just adds crap to it. Like, oh, no, no, the Cape Blood three times at midnight, and lots of ketchup packets, and we're going to sell tickets at Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. Right. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I don't know how that didn't get... I, I kept looking for stuff like that, too. Yeah. Like, like maybe it happens at midnight, or maybe if you do this, or nothing. Just happens to one YouTuber that decided to, you know, find a little rust oxidation going on. Yeah, like, no, oh, okay, well, that's that's massively disappointing, legend makers. I mean, you got the legend of the hook man, where a, a woman hears a, a scraping in her, in her with her boyfriend, and her boyfriend goes out to check it out, and then she hears a different sound on the roof of her car, and she goes out. And her boyfriend is hanging above the car, his feet dragging yeah. across the the roof, and his he's disemboweled. I mean, that's a great freaking story. You couldn't give us something like that, right? Right. Uh, and that's and that's what happens when you go to the drunkest city in America for an urban legend. But the only they true be fact, bothered. the only thing that was true and consistent throughout this whole story is the fact that she just died. Yeah, like that. Like nothing else in she, anything was she, aligned. She existed. She was married, and she died. You're right. Yeah, that's it. Young. Of, of tuberculosis. No, which, but that which was not in the myth. Which was not in the myth. Yeah. Yeah. Which would have been the most believable story anyway. Right. That's how everybody died back then. Yeah. That or, or gunshot wounds at a corral. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why dying of TB is not as sexy as going out uh, by first murdering your entire family with an axe. Yeah. Like, I guess, I guess axe murder is more exciting. I'm, I'm more on the theory that she's just haunting Kyle. That's right. Dr. Kyle from the Wuhan lab. From, from, from the Wuhan from lab. The, and we're going to go with that. That's that's a very useless haunting. So she's 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 angry at Kyle out in Wuhan or wherever the hell he is. So she's just going to stick around Riverside Cemetery. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Take she, that, Kyle. She's like, I think this will get to Randy and AJ in 2021, and they'll make it in public. And then and then they'll let Kyle's family know. Then Kyle's family will be cursed <laughs> for generations. All right. We'll see you next time. We're getting out of here before it goes too far off the rails. I'm uh, Randy Strew, and I'm AJ Armstrong. Not Normal was recorded at the Venture Project by A.J. Armstrong and edited by Randy Strew for Envision Podcasting. Audio clips downloaded courtesy moviesounds.org and music was from infinitunes.co. Not Normal is copyright to Randy Strew and A.J. Armstrong.
So it was all made up, I guess. Maybe not. You can debate about the gravestone with Randy and Aaron on socials, link in the description, and be sure to follow the Not Normal Podcast wherever you're listening right now. That's parentheses, N-O-T, parentheses, normal, just to get you pointed in the right direction. And this is our penultimate episode of season one. Thank you so much for listening this far. Our finale is going to be a recording of our live stream where Eric and I will show off some of the entries to the podcast fast class and randomly decide our winner. That live stream will be Wednesday, December 15th. That's two weeks from today, starting at 6.30 p.m. If you want to enter, you've got to be pretty quick because you have until the end of Friday, December 3rd to enter the giveaway. All you got to do is fill out the official sign-up form to be entered. But you have to fill out that sign-up form so we can know who's participating. Check out the link in the show notes. If you missed it, don't worry. We're going to be doing more giveaways in the future. Now for the regular stuff. If you know someone in Northeast Wisconsin who likes podcasts, share the show with them. If you've made it this far, please rate and review the show on Podchaser or go to your bathroom, look at your reflection in the mirror and say, great pod three times fast. Absolutely nothing will happen. Then go to your Podchaser and review this podcast. I'm David Kelso, your neighborly podcast nerd. And from the bottom of my lungs, thanks for listening. <laughs>